Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hey there, my friends. Thank you for coming back and listening. I hope you caught the first few episodes. This is episode number four, where I'm continuing on. Basically, the first three episodes kind of go together. So I really encourage you to either watch or listen to them all together. Again, as I mentioned, I am also going, I also am recording a video if you're listening to this on a podcast. And if you're watching this, you can listen to it on the podcast and both of the links, uh, the links will be down somewhere in the description uh, below that you can click on and watch it or listen to it in another format. So basically they go together because I want to tie the pieces together. That's going to be the foundation of what you want to work on as you're trying to manage your mind around the game of golf. And the whole goal here, just to reiterate, is that I want you to be able to take the talent that you have that you've worked really hard on. And I want you to be able to take it to the golf course. And, and it's important for you to understand that I'm not, this is not just for people who are, you know, below par golfers or scratch golfers. It doesn't matter what your talent level is. You know, if you are, if your handicap, let's say is in the, in the mid teens or something like that, whatever, whatever range it is, you have a pool of talent that you can do the things that you can do shots that you can make and you being able to take that what you own right now out to the golf course right is fun it's way more fun than knowing you can do more and you go out to the golf course and you stink right or you just you know keep uh kind of stepping on your foot and get in your own way and sabotaging not so fun right not so fun my friends right so it doesn't this is not just for scratch golfers or people who are trying to play golf for a living or competitive golfers. So I know a lot of times people are hesitant to play in competitions because of all their, their struggles in managing their minds. I also know people who are really good golfers and can only play in very casual events and want to be able to go and play at some of the invitations that they have to go and play in other golf uh, events, right? It is a quality of golf life, basically, right? When you're able to manage your mind uh, around the game. So I am speaking to all of you, all of my golfing friends, right? I want you to take more of your talent to the golf course. That's it. And the reason that you can't, or the reason that you are struggling right now, right? Is because of how you manage your thoughts and your emotions around the game of golf, basically, that's it in a nutshell, right? And one of the barometers, if that's the right word to use, is how well you can hit the ball on the range and how the difference between what you take on the golf course, right? If the closer you can get, assuming that the range is a nice and relaxed experience for you, that you're pretty calm out there, right? Whatever you can do out there, the bigger the, bigger the disparity between what you can do on the range and the what you do on the golf course, right? The more you need to work on your thoughts, the more you want to pay attention to what I'm saying, right? But if the disparity is not that big, right? Or not that great, then you're doing pretty good, right? You got some good things going on. Then it might be time for you just to focus more on your golf skills, right? And keep up in your level there. But I want to continue the conversation that we had over the last two episodes about 
about how your brain works, right? And how we, the, the mental, I do quotation marks on the mental game. I don't like that term, as I said before, I just think it's thought management, what's going on in your brain, right? It's really out there just to refresh your memory of just to try and find danger wherever can find danger. It's always looking for all the trouble that is out there. That's why our brain goes on high alert and we feel like something's wrong with us when we can't manage our mind. And then I started using a little bit of a model, the think, feel, act model, which is very popular. It's been around for centuries of how, you know, basically our cognitive behavior works. We think something, it creates a feeling, and then we act, right? And then I added bookends to it. And the, and the last podcast I talked about at the beginning of that, we're going to add situations, right? Just neutral situations on the golf course. That is the, the front of that model. That is, uh, or formula, I like to call it too. So what that means is that you have a situation on the golf course that is totally neutral, and then you have thoughts about it. And those thoughts create feelings, and then you take action from that. And that action is um, either going to produce your best swings or not produce your best swings. And this is where we struggle. Let's take it into like an extreme and just say like someone who had the yips, right? So you have a putt, a short putt, right? We think if you've ever had the yips, which I hope, I, you know, I hope you haven't, but you, you can probably relate a little bit, right? So you have a short putt, right? And we think that um, the short putt that our fear is that we're going to miss the putt. And then we become anxious. Then we take this quick little jabby stroke and then we miss the putt, right? And what I want to talk about is the bookend part of this other bookend part of this little formula, which is the result. So when we have when we take actions, we get a result. That's how you miss, that's the, the, in golf, that would be the missing the shot, shooting the score, right? All those things end up in the, what I call the R line, our results. So we have a situation, a short putt. We think we're going to miss the putt. We feel anxious where our action is from that feeling of anxious. We don't make our best stroke. Our action is a short little jabby stroke. And the result is that we miss the putt, right? That's how we notice some of the results or that's how we end up being able to control the results that we get in our life is by looking at the steps that led up to it, right? So if you're on the golf course and you're noticing that you're doing some repetitive behaviors or you keep getting the same results over and over again, I want you to pause and I want you to think about putting it into this little formula, right? I like to call the formula STEER, <laughs> poorly spelled STEER, S-T-E-A-R. So we had the think, feel, act. I just changed the F from feeling to emotion, right? And the reason I use steer, it's easy, it's easy to remember. And we have a tendency to steer our way around the golf course. It's just not spelled properly, right? So S is your situation. So that's your situation on the golf course. I kept using the example of a hundred yard shot over water. Um, you can use a three foot putt. You could use it as playing in a tournament. That could be your situation. The situation playing with a group of people, your situation could be whatever is a fact, whatever is uh, neutral, right? Everybody would agree with it. There, if you had to poll 7 million people, they would all agree. Yes. You agree. You're yes. You are playing with Betty, Bill and Bob, right? That is your group, right? So it, or you have a three foot putt or yes, it is a hundred yards. And yes, that you have to hit it over water, right? It's a, it's totally neutral and it is a fact. 
Then the T is your thoughts about that fact. Like, what are you thinking about it? And, I, and as I told you in a, a previous uh, episode, that your thoughts are optional. You get to decide what to think about it. This is where we start managing our own mind, right? A lot of the times we're at the effect of that. We think that that situation is what makes us feel a certain way, right? Or have a certain emotion, but there is a thought in between it. That is what you're choosing to think about it. And you want to start listening to what you're thinking about the situation. This is a very practical way of going about what's going on on the golf course, but I think it has, it gives us a lot, a bigger picture and gives us a, a, a structure or a formula to kind of start plugging the pieces in to start making sense of how our thoughts and our emotions are giving us our results and the creating the actions that we have. And then how can we take back control and start thinking more intentionally about what is going on, right? So S is your situation. T is the thoughts you have about that situation. Then the the T um, creates a feeling for you, right? Or an emotion in this situation. That's the E, right? So you have a thought, it creates an emotion. Now listen, guys, particularly, this is not like some kind of woo-woo thing that's going on. We have feelings on the golf course. You have emotions on the golf course. Confidence is an emotion right? Certainty is an emotion. Anger is an emotion. And a lot of times golfers, men and women in general, right? Just, we aren't really tuned in to actually what we're feeling, but the thing that is so important here, and I'll talk more about this in another podcast for sure. But the thing that's so important here is that our feelings and our emotions, either one, I use them synonymously, right? Create our actions. So if we have these actions that are going on on the golf course and we can't seem to figure out what's going on, we need to look at what the feeling is that's driving it, right? Our feelings and our emotions drive our actions. Those are the things that we do and sometimes don't do. That is the A part of the formula. So going into, uh, let's say it was anger, right? You, You missed a putt, let's say, right? You missed a putt and you got angry. Right. And then when you're angry, what do you do? Right. You slam a club, stop your foot, right. You take all those action steps. You'd slam the club. You might snap at somebody, you pout, you storm off. Those are all actions that we do from being angry. Now, of course, the miss putt did not make you angry. It was a thought. What was the thought? The thoughts probably, I shouldn't have missed it. I should have done better. Right. I'm better than that. I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. I can't believe I did that, right? There's thoughts in there that you want to look at, right? We skip that step and we go right to the anger part. And then we become reactionary to what's going on in the golf course. So so if you can relate a little bit more to anger. So when I bring up emotion, sometimes people are like going, yeah, okay, there's no emotion in golf. You bet there is. There's a lot of emotion in golf, right? Or they don't want to address the emotion, right? But yes, there's anger and there's frustration. There's disappointment, along with nervousness and anxiety and being sad, right? It could be all those things can happen on the golf course, right? You don't get the opportunity to select your emotions. And I'm going to talk about that in another podcast in more detail. You, You get them all, right? Lucky you, lucky us as humans, we get them all. So you want to be able to manage them. You can't ignore them, right? That's not going to serve you. So your emotions are what are going to drive those actions on the golf course, no matter, you know, whether it's slamming a club 
or pouting or snapping at somebody in your group. Those are action steps along with how you swing over the golf shot, whether you're rushed or you're fast or you come out of your posture or um, you know, you don't focus. Those are things that happen in that action line. And you want to be aware of what you're feeling that's driving those actions. And all of those steps are going to be giving you your results. That's the R part of it, right? So it's very helpful when you put the bookends on that think, feel, act little model that's been around for centuries. It puts it into a nice little package for me and my brain. And I want to share that with you so that you can start using it. So you want to remember steer, noticing where you have more control, right? I talked about a little bit in the last episode, how I knew about think, feel, act, but for the most part, I just didn't I didn't know how to apply it. I read, I didn't know how it was going to really, how I could use it. And I used it, as I mentioned in my uh, first episode, I used it in different areas of my life. You can use it in any area of life. I want to make this very clear. This model works everywhere. Again, you have one brain and you don't have a golf brain. All you're trying to do is learn how to manage your mind in every area of your life. And then golf, you just got to do it a little bit quicker and you got to be on top to all, all the danger that your brain is throwing at you. That is it. The rest of it, there's a lot more, <laughs> there's a lot more components to it, right? I mean, there's also the component of beating ourselves up and all the fears that come up to it. And I'll address all these throughout the podcast with you, but this is the basic model that you want to be able to come back to when you get a little bit stuck. Like, why am I getting these results? Or why am I taking these actions on the golf course? Or why am I feeling that way? Right. And if you're feeling that way, anxious or nervous, what am I thinking? Right. Right awareness is your first step. We, most of the time we go through, like I had mentioned before, we kind of go through things blindly where we, where we have a mismanaged mind. We haven't taken the time to step back and say, whoa, wait, what's going on up there? What am I thinking? Right? Because we, we think that we're at, like I said, like we're out of control. Like it just is happening to us. We don't really realize like for me, I didn't realize I had that much control over what was going on up there, right? These thoughts would go flying in and I'm like, going, well, how do I stop those suckers from flying around? right? You have options in doing it. And I'm going to, I'm going to share with you different tools on how to, how to quiet down some of those thoughts as well, where you end up taking back your control. But what I'd like you to do is take this, take a situation that you have that you can think back at on the golf course and put it into the model of S-T-E-A-R, steer, right? Put it in, put a situation in there. What were your thoughts? You can go back maybe, maybe at a situation. I think it's a good idea to do both, like a good, like a, a positive one and a negative one. So let's say you had a situation where you hit a, a fantastic shot uh, in a maybe in like on the last hole or in a tournament or an event or it could be a round. So you had a situation. Maybe you had you know 150 yards into the green and you needed to hit the green in two to whatever your thoughts were about that um, to win or whatever it was, right? And your thought was. Or you, or you could, sorry, you could go back and sit there and you had the situation and your feeling was that you were pretty calm or you're pretty certain or confident, right? I'm going to come back to those three emotions because those are big ones uh, when I talk more about that in another episode, but you were pretty certain and confident. Well, what were you thinking? Like, think about that because you want to repeat that, right? Were you thinking, I got this. This is good. I feel good, right? 
versus another time where you're in the same situation. Maybe it's that same last hole that kind of has been or a certain hole that's a nemesis for you. And at a different time, you were feeling anxious and nervous and you did not get the same result of that you did when you were calm and, and confident. What were you thinking there? You wanna start paying attention. A lot of times there's a lot of thoughts up there, but start listening to what you're saying. Go back and use an example of when you were positive. It was a great experience and you loved it. Throw the stuff into the model that happened there into that formula of S-T-E-A-R and also take a negative situation, one where your result was not so great and take a look back at what you were thinking and feeling in that situation. It's very powerful to notice how when you are getting the results that you want and you and you look back and you notice that you were how you were feeling and what you were thinking, it gives it more uh, believability and knowing when it happens when you have the negative side, when it's not working in your favor, right? And noticing that you do actually have the options to think what you want so that you can get the results that you want on the golf course. So start playing around with that and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. All right, gang, as a reminder, just if you get a chance and an opportunity, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help me move up the rankings and the news and noteworthy, and I appreciate your subscription so you will get tuned in when the next episode drops. All right, thanks so much.